0: TTC is go. Ancestors is go. TTC is go. Cassius is go. Houston flight is go. Polycom. STM is go. HTCom is go. STU is go. LRD is go. SRO is go. CDI is go. Launch director NTD, our launch team is ready to proceed at this time. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Right Side Patriots has a message for the Liberals and the mainstream media. You can't handle the truth! So, buckle up, snowflakes, because we're about to deliver the politically direct best in conservative commentary, news, and investigative reports. We're... Telling the truth, and we're not going to stop. Okay, liberals, back under the bridge with the rest of your fellow trolls. And, oh yeah, thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots. They are special, special people on RSPRadio1.com. Welcome to Right Side Patriots on RSPRadio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot, Diane Sori at the Patriot Factor. It's Tuesday night, 29th of August. Welcome to it. Hello, Diane. Hello, Craig, and how are you today? Well, I'm doing really, really well. Uh, folks, we got to tell you right off the top, I don't think anything's going to happen, but if uh, if we should suddenly go poof and, and uh, disappear from the air tonight, It's one of two different things that's causing it. Diane, what's the first thing? The
1: first thing is the state of Florida, according to NASA photographs, is completely covered by hurricane effects. And while it has not made landfall yet, it's only a third of the way up the coast. About a half an hour ago, we here on the East Coast, which are not directly impacted, did get one of the feeder bands.
0: Now, that gives you a lot of rain and wind, right?
1: A lot of rain and a lot of wind in a very short period of time. At the area where we are, Florida's maybe about 100 miles wide. This storm is much bigger than that. So while we're not affected directly by any means, we do get feeder bands as the hot water feeds into the hurricane. And about a quarter to six, one came through here. And all I can say is, I really hope the people on the west side are hunkered down. Please don't do anything like try to escape because you'll, you'll get caught, let's put it this way, in mid-escape. Um, go to the shelters, everything's in place. Governor DeSantis is doing a fantastic job getting people prepared, getting everything ready at the shelters. The National Guard is ready to aid. Just stay safe, basically, is all I can say. Having lived through many hurricanes, um, we know what they are. We do expect them. We are prepared. We have the strongest building codes in the country. But as we learned last year with Ian, it can get really bad, and there can be a lot of destruction. So just stay safe.
0: You know, we think everything's going to be okay tonight. We, uh, we don't think Diane's going to lose power. But if we, no, go, no. If we go poof, if, if the, the show suddenly goes dark, Uh, That's one of the two possible reasons why.
1: Right. If the main power grid goes down, it could hook in and go down across the state. But I doubt it. I think we have things in place. And I'm just very nervous because my younger son is in Jacksonville right now. And Jacksonville is going to be getting a direct hit. And they're on the dirty side of the storm. So... If Hopefully. you hear my phone go off, that's my son going. <laughs> Holy crap.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> now, the other thing that could possibly take us off the air tonight mm-hmm. is that God might strike me dead for a Facebook post I put up yesterday. Oh,
1: was that an interesting <laughs> post. You know what I liked about your post, Craig. What's that? That me, who did not comment on your post at <laughs> all, was attacked on your post. I know. Saying I'm just like you. These people don't even know me no. or what I believe or don't believe in. I made no comments on the post, but I was attacked along with you.
0: You know, I, I was. I've been called a, a heretic, uh, mm-hmm. a, a communist, a liberal, uh, a non-believer. Uh, this that and the other thing uh people making wild accusations i I simply pointed out that the the bible itself is the worst source material for accurate information because you know these people that believe one hundred percent that word for word it's true it's it's for them it's more it's Simpler or more easy than thinking mm-hmm. You know um, I mean I, I scrolled down through You know the Facebook feed And every third or fourth post Of somebody trying to out Jesus Somebody else yeah. And so I thought Well you know I've got an opinion About religion And and uh, you know things So I I put that up And it's still going it, the people are still weighing it's still in on it. Still going? Yeah, yeah. I got a few more. Uh, you know, right before we went on the air tonight. And, uh, oh, I'm gonna have
1: to check it out. That'll be my after show reading.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and people people are absolutely sure I'm some kind of a heretic. Um, I'm not, but you know. Yeah. No. And I I
1: am by default because
0: we're radio partners. Right, because we're associated.
1: Let me tell you something, folks. When I saw that post attacking me for something I didn't make one comment on, oh, did I let that person have
0: it? Yes, you did. You know, but see, they don't think about things like that. No. You know, I mean... Um, You know, they they believe 100% that every single word in the Bible is 100% true, and you must live your life by it. And okay, you know, to each their own, but that part uh, about uh, judge not lest ye be judged, they kind of skip over that,
1: you know? Well, a lot of these people think themselves to be the God police, and they forget you know, the Bible does say you don't judge others, but they judge others. So not only are they breaking the words that they believe to follow, but uh, they could be the ones being judged for judging others.
0: You know, I'm just, all I was trying to do is get people to think a little right. bit, you know, and, uh, you know, apply some common sense, uh, you know, and uh, it's, it's kind of funny. It's it's amusing.
1: Yeah, it well, it. I found the, the thread very amu- amusing until I got attacked when I wasn't even on the thread.
0: Yeah, it's all fun and games until you get dragged into it.
1: I know. <laughs> I get dragged into an, enough crap right now with the only
0: Trumpers. I don't need I, the
1: holier than was on top of me,
0: too. Well, well I'm glad to help. uh, We've got quite a show coming up for you tonight, folks. I'm going to be talking about Recruit Woke, Go Broke. And Diane has engaged in her 357th article about COVID with (laughs) Scheduling COVID.
1: And let me tell you something funny about that, Craig. Today, I was in Walgreens picking up something for my husband, and I go. It was crowded, so I went to the pharmacy department to uh, to pay. And the first thing the uh, lady asks me is, are you ready to roll up your sleeve to get the new COVID vaccine? Oh, boy. Well, uh, <laughs> the wrong person to say that to. Right. I looked at her right in the eye and I said, I am proudly unvaxxed, unboosted, unmasked, on everything, and I am going to stay that way. And by the way, I've never had COVID. Well, her jaw
0: just dropped.
1: You're not taking the vaccine? I guess you didn't hear me, honey.
0: <laughs> that would be a no. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll put you down as a no. Yes. Um, So, let's do some quick hitters tonight. Ron DeSantis, um, his campaign is calling out President Trump for some fake news that President Trump dropped on Truth Social.
1: Yes, and I saw the post, as did thousands and thousands of other people. He actually accused Ron DeSantis, who I support for the nomination— Of uh, soon to be dropping out of the race because what he wanted all along was publicity to run for Senate against um, our current, um, one of our current senators, Rick Scott. Little does he know those two know each other and he would never do that, number one. And number two, Ron DeSantis is running because he feels, as do many of us, that he is the right man for the job at this time in our nation's history. So what happened was because he's been very busy all over local Florida news preparing for the storm, his people put out statements lambasting Trump for doing that. Well, it what? just adds to his
0: lists of lies that this man tells. Now, let me ask you just a, a very simple but I think appropriate question regarding this. Mm-hmm. Trump is saying that DeSantis plans to drop out and run for Rick Scott's seat. <clears throat> when is Rick Scott up for election?
1: I don't think it's in 2024. I mean, I could be wrong, uh, but I I don't believe so, but again, I I could be wrong because um, I was working on Marco Rubio's campaign when he ran for Senate and I know that Scott came up I think it was after him but it, it doesn't matter because Rick Scott is a good senator and we here in Florida overwhelmingly support him So what was going through Trump's mind to think that a president, uh, uh, that a candidate who's running for president would suddenly run against his own person from Florida who's very successful? It doesn't make any sense. The the thought process was wrong. But remember, this was the same man. I'm going to drain the swamp. I'm going after Hillary. I'm this and that. And then uh, as far as Hillary, if people remember, it's somewhere on Facebook. I had nothing to do with the post uh, at all. But if people remember, President Trump promised that he was going to go after Hillary for all the things she had done. And remember, she and Obama were behind the uh, dossier and the Democrat Party. And then when everybody said, when are you going to do it, when are you going to do it? I'm not doing it, you know. Hillary and and hubby are such nice people. I mean right. the quote is is on Facebook. I can't really say what site it is, but it, it it's obviously a DeSantis site, I would assume. And now he comes out and makes up an absolute lie. Oh, and he calls him Here's the exact quote. Rumors are strong in political circles that Ron DeSanctimonious, whose presidential run is in shambles and whose poll numbers have absolutely crashed, putting him third and fourth in some states, will be dropping out of the presidential race in order to run in Florida against Rick Scott for Senate. Now, that's interesting, isn't it? That was on yesterday's truth social. I saw it with my own eyes, as did
0: thousands and thousands of now, other people. Now, here's here's a little truth uh regarding <clears throat> excuse me, the uh DeSantis campaign. He may take a little time away from the campaign to deal with the situation with this hurricane hitting Florida, but that doesn't yes. mean he's dropping out of the campaign. It means that he's paying attention to the needs of his state, which is what people would expect him to do. Exactly. And what Trump doesn't realize, I mean, maybe
1: he's getting a little bit of Joe dementia here, but the Miami, um, Miami City mayor dropped out today. He had, you know, not a <laughs> snowball's chance in hell of getting the nomination, and he finally dropped out. And the only reason he ran was he is a Republican. However, he supported Charlie Crist. So it was kind of like a payback. You beat my friend Chris, and it it fell flat on his face. But let me tell you something, folks. DeSantis has actually gained in the polls. Trump has lost six points since his cowardly staying away from the debate.
0: Trump may show up for the next debate, which is coming up at the end of September. September 27th, I think.
1: He might, and, and he has every right to. And, right. folks, I want you to understand again, and I have said this and written this a thousand times, and I can't just can't get it through the only Trumpers' head. If Trump gets the nomination, he gets my support and my vote. Right. Okay? I don't know what people don't get about that. I'm allowed to support whomever I feel is the best candidate in the primaries,
0: no, you're not. Yes, no, I am. I'm, no, I'm sorry, Diane, but you're not. Right. You're not you're not and allowed you know, to have an opinion. Yeah, you're not allowed to have an opinion on that any more than I'm allowed to have an opinion on religion. It's it's just very simple. Exactly.
1: I mean, we have come to that, folks, where if you don't agree with a certain group of very, very vocal and many times obnoxious people, you're damned. Even no matter how many times you tell them, calm down, if you get the <laughs> nomination, he gets my vote. Exactly. That's for the third time, I might add. It's not like I didn't vote for him you know. before. This will be my <clears> third <throat> time voting for him. You and know, how but- many times, Craig, have I put up, while I do support Ron DeSantis for the nomination, I stand 100% united with President Trump against the witch hunt being perpetrated right. on him. But it still doesn't sink in.
0: No. You know, the, we're talking about people at both ends uh, of this conversation, the, the only Trumpers and the holier than House that will condemn lockstep, uh, marching-like-sheep thinking politically until it involves their own belief. If you don't get right. in lockstep with Trump and if you don't get in lockstep with their religious beliefs, you're the bad person, but you know right. when liberals do it they they condemn them you know because liberals you know tend to think like the Borg right you know well so
1: here's here's something interesting though about um what Trump said about DeSantis when DeSantis got a bump in the polls because of the debates. While he was only called on for 10 minutes out of the two hours, and I get into that with an article for next week, um, they were playing down. Yes, he got a slight boost. Now, when Trump dropped six points, oh, it's very slight. It's really minimal. It's only six points. This shows the bias that goes on across the board, and yet people still don't understand the Democrats want Trump to be the nominee because the voter fraud is, in, is already in place to make sure he doesn't win.
0: Right. So, I mean, there's that. Now, right. let's talk about Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. She is oh. out there. Yeah, well, I know. Uh, <laughs> she, she is out there really, uh, you know, pumping up and pushing unionization and attributing all sorts of things to unions that just really aren't true.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And it has to do with a certain role that unions play um, regarding policy. Let's put it that way. Right. In this country, certain powerful unions are big policy determiners.
0: Well, look at look at the uh, the teachers' union uh, as, yes. as a good example. The teachers' union was running the show a couple of years ago with COVID. Right. You know, um, uh, the United Auto Workers Union. Mm-hmm. That's another one. Uh, that tends to run the show in a lot of cases. But according to Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, you know, if it weren't for unions, there would be no safety involved in jobs and there would be no benefits involved in jobs. However, if you look at non union jobs, there are benefits to being a non union worker. One of the main benefits to being a non union worker is you don't have to pay union dues. Exactly. You know, and you see a lot of people who have been involved in unions over the years, they don't like what the union does with the dues they pay, and so they're leaving unions. Here's another thing. When it comes to safety on the job, don't we have OSHA? And doesn't OSHA Mm -hmm. insist on safe conditions for workers? I mean, if you're involved in in a business and there's an accident at the business, one of the first organizations to come in is OSHA, and you know they make sure that, that certain safety rules are adhered to. We have laws in this right. country. That's what I'm saying. We have laws in this country that promote safety and hold accountable businesses that don't provide a safe work environment for their workers.
1: And it has nothing to do with unions whatsoever. it's It's basically above the unions. And what these union people, or what Yellen doesn't realize is that unions are not necessary for employees to receive certain benefits. okay? And the reason that most employees now are seeing their wages basically turning negative and doing so for just about two years now, that's the result of the Biden-caused inflation and their tax and spend binge, if you will.
0: Right, Bidenomics. Right. You know, and and you you look at at the situation with wages, inflation is still outpacing, you know, wages in in this country. And, you know, uh, imagine how much more um union workers could make if they weren't paying union dues. And and mm-hmm. let's just use uh plumbers uh, as a uh example. Okay, there's there's a plumbers union out there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, the, the plumber has to join the union. They have to pay dues uh to the union and what does the union do with the dues? Well basically what they use those for is political advocacy. Right You know, they get behind any left-wing cause And pump a lot of money into it
1: Mm Well, let's say
0: you're a plumber And you happen to be a Republican Now, some of your hard-earned money Is going to Democrat causes That doesn't seem right to me No, it's, it's not right Because unions
1: are They were never meant to be political But that's what they are today. They're mouthpieces, most of them, for the
0: Democrat Party. Right. Yeah. When when unions first started in this country, it was a good thing because there were no benefits. There were no safety rules. There were no safety standards. And and workers were getting hurt, killed, taken advantage of, screwed over, you you name it. Mm -hmm. And the unions formed, and they took care of that. But over the years the unions have become nothing but a political juggernaut. They, they push right. left-wing ideas, and that's all they do. Right. So,
1: I mean, uh, Yellen's a big supporter of the unions, one of the rah-rah people for Biden. So when you put those two things together, you know everything she has to say is not going to be in we, the people's, interests.
0: <coughs> Isn't that true? Yes. So keep an eye on Janet Yellen Because, you know, this push to uh, boost the unions uh, Is going to continue at least through the election cycle Right You know, I mean, we know that Okay, so finally, tonight in the Quick Hitters We've got a topic that Diane has been bugging me to do And uh, and this is something that she is very into and, oh, uh, and yeah. I, I relented, and I agreed to, uh, to go ahead and do this as a quick hitter. Tomorrow night in Lincoln, Nebraska, you know, we talked about, we talked about Florida, so now we've now we got to talk about Lincoln. Okay. Uh, tomorrow night in Lincoln, Nebraska, uh, the University of Nebraska's women's volleyball team is going to attempt to set a national record. Um, Over the years, over the decades, uh, the Nebraska women's volleyball team, I think has played in eight out of the nine or or before eight out of the nine biggest crowds uh, to ever attend such an event. But tomorrow night, they're going to be playing volleyball in Memorial Stadium, which is the University of Nebraska's football stadium. And they are expecting a full house for this uh, match tomorrow night, and that would be 91,000 people. Okay. Now, one of the most interesting aspects of this is that on the entire University of Nebraska women's volleyball team, there is not one single dude. Well, that's a record right then and there. (laughs) These are all... Actual females uh, that are playing. Nebraska has a great volleyball program. Uh, we've won five national titles over the years. Um, and this is going to be a huge thing uh, at down there at Memorial Stadium. They've never even attempted to do this before, but everything kind of lined up just right. Um, our first football game is on the road. And uh, the team leaves uh, tomorrow to go to Minnesota, the football team. So that leaves the stadium free. There's no practice sessions going on. So they're going to have two different volleyball matches there. Um, The University of Nebraska Kearney is having a match, and then the University of Nebraska is having a match. And after all of that, country music star... um, uh, McCready is going to be there and, and he's going to perform in front of that giant crowd Scotty McCready and uh, this is going to be a big night uh, for Husker Sports and if they, if they pull this off if they get 91,000 people there and they expect to it will be the largest crowd to attend any women's sporting event in US history That's huge. Okay. And Diane really wanted me to cover this. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure, I did. And you know what's quite funny? And this is
1: something I told Craig this afternoon. I actually played on a volleyball team when I was in college and and did an internship, one of my internships. And um, I enjoyed it. But do I think it's any major whoopie-doo? I'm sorry, Craig, but I don't.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, and that may be because you weren't on a very good team. Our team has won five national titles, so it's a big thing. I was on a company of volleyball. Okay, there you go. See, uh, now the football team is playing Thursday night, which is odd. Uh, you know, normally our football games are on Saturdays. So we're playing Thursday night uh, in. Minnesota against the Minnesota Golden Gophers, and um, yeah, that's a real team, by the way, the Minnesota Golden Gophers. And okay. uh, on Friday on this show, we'll have Diane explain the the three five three defense that Nebraska has gone to. So whatever that means. <laughs> well, I, I'll just you know look. You, know, you guys, you guys play around with hurricanes down there. We're going to have a, a giant crowd at a volleyball game in my state.
1: Okay. Well, while we're, you know, on the West Coast, while those Floridians on the West Coast are going through what's left of their homes and whatever, you could be out there cheering on volleyball.
0: I don't know if it's televised or not, but if it is, I'm going to watch because I want to see how the how a 91,000 attendance crowd reacts to volleyball. Okay. I, I think they're going to have a great time. I really do. They've covered the entire field with what looks like some sort of like three-foot-tall um, platform things. And then they've laid a volleyball surface over the top of that, and uh, I don't know. It's, it looks kind of interesting. So we'll see. Um, all right, coming up in about a half an hour, uh, I'm going to be talking about recruit woke go broke. But when we come back from this bottom of the hour break, Diane's got it with scheduling COVID. Stay with us. There's more right side Patriots after that. Your listening to Right Side Patriots Radio, the best in conservative commentary, news and talk where we do away with the politically correct nonsense and give you the politically direct truth. This is the home of Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern with Craig Andreessen and Diane Sorey. We're working to make this country great again from the right and leaving puddles of melted snowflakes on the left. Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots, your best bet on the Internet.
1: You're listening to RSPRadio1.com. And join us both on Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. EST at RSPRadio1.com.
0: Welcome back to Right Side Patriots on RSPRadio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot. Diane Sori at the Patriot Factor. If you miss any part of tonight's show, go to rspradio1.com tomorrow morning, click the podcast button, and have at it. Yes. All right, Diane, so uh, it's been a while since you've written a COVID article. I know you've missed it terribly, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's making a comeback, COVID is, uh, at least according to uh, liberals in the know, right? Um, mm-hmm. And you know when, when you when you look at this, it's it's not like you and I didn't say this a year ago right. that this was going to happen now. Yes, timing is everything. Course. So you've written a, an op ed called "Scheduling COVID." Yes.
1: Now let's start with this quote: "If you have a vaccine available, you might want to lock down temporarily so you can get everybody vaccinated." Those were the words of Dr. Anthony Fauci, which he said during a Wayne State University event entitled Pandemic Lessons and Role of Faculty in Pandemic Preparedness. Now, folks, this is my 34th COVID article to date, an article I hoped I would not have to write, but I should have known better, what with it now being presidential election season, a season prime for Democrat-fabricated distractions. So write it on. I must, because as I and many others both expected and predicted, the marauding COVIDs have indeed returned right on schedule. Can you say election interference? I surely can. And so, according to the CDC health officials and assorted virus trackers, three new highly mutated COVID-19 variants are starting to spread around the country, with the official prediction being that such spread will continue over the upcoming year. Nothing like government folks relishing and panicking and already on edge public. Nothing like the Democrats again trying to use a virus to mask their election interference and said interference now comes in what i believe will be the white house soon issuing a general public appeal regarding mail-in ballots saying that by filling out one's ballots in the safety of one's own home is the best and safest health wise way to vote leaves me to say that i truly hope that my readers know or at least should know by now that mail-in ballots are the easiest way for voter fraud to be committed. And for those of us who do know, Biden and crew simply don't care that we do. So, as the Democrat initiated foundation is now being laid for yet another election fiasco, a fiasco that will be ten times worse than that of 2020, the White House has already started hyping the need for us to get rejabbed, reboostered, to stock up on masks and get ready to soon be locked down again. And this is no matter that past vaccines, boosters, masks, and lockdowns did not protect we, the people, as well as was hoped for. So, Craig, you know, while they fooled us once with all their hype, hopefully this time most folks are smart enough to know what's coming and why and simply not comply. That is, except for certain colleges and universities who have foolishly already started to comply.
0: Well, you want to get in on that, that, you know, Lock down and mask up, jab, jab, jab thing early, so you don't, uh, you know, you don't run short on vaccines to poison people with. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that's really what it comes down to. So, what, what do we have here? We have a new, supposedly, and I say supposedly because I'm not really buying into this. Uh, we have supposedly a new COVID variant. And yes. you know how the CDC is—they—they they like to assign acronyms and silly names to, you know, variants like this. And this one, I understand from Facebook, is called BS twenty four seven.
1: That right? Just like all the variants of oh. home, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, but exactly what is this new variant that's causing the latest alarm? Well, first, the CDC and other government health authorities claim that COVID hospitalizations and deaths are up to the newly surfaced EG5 variant, unofficially named ERIS, and that ERIS now makes up. 20.6% of all new COVID infections along with the FL151 variant known as Formax making up an additional 13.3% of all new U.S. infections. Second, while those particular numbers do double that of the previous week, and these numbers, folks, are from early to mid-August numbers, that's how the scheduling goes, and might seem scary on the surface, what these same folks are doing, though, is playing down the fact that this current spike in infection numbers remains far below that of almost all peaks seen during previous waves of the virus. And third, promises are now being made that the newest soon-to-be-on-the-market vaccines are, quote, expected to work, not only for the newly emerging Eris variant, but for other closely related XBB variants, the very variant that was dominant last winter. So, if that be the case, then my question is, If these new variants are so closely related to last winter's COVID-19 variants, why didn't last year's vaccine and boosters help keep these new variants at bay? Well, I'm going to tell you why. It is simply because a great percentage of our American population is already jabbed and boosted to such a degree that it has not allowed a large range scope of natural immunity to kick in. And while said immunity has obviously kicked in for those of us who did not roll up our sleeves for the original jab or for any jab or booster thereafter, and who have yet to get COVID, our national natural immunity has been allowed to be built up to such a degree that we probably, yet we know never to say never, will not come down with COVID. And a case for this can easily be made. That is, if one removes the government spewed nonsense and Fauci initiated medical lies like his recent, quote, climate change is playing a role in causing outbreaks. Take that out of the mix. The fact is, That it is the vaxxed and boosted folks who, for the most part, are the ones still getting COVID multiple times, coupled with many of them actually coming down with what's called long-term COVID. And why is this happening? Because natural immunity trumps immunity gotten via the jab, thus leaving these folks' immune systems not working up to par with the only way for them to have some form of true immunity, no matter how small immunity and protection it is, is to actually keep getting jabbed and boosted over and over again. And Craig? Sadly, they do so while not being told the truth that it's the endless round of VAX compliance that is actually hurting, not helping them.
0: So really what we're seeing here is not so much maybe a new wave of COVID, but Mm -hmm. a new wave of COVID propaganda from the government. I mean, it it just (coughs) seems to me that it's the same old song and dance by the, the same old snake oil salespeople. All well, it is. We're
1: actually in a vicious and nasty cycle. And the Democrat-controlled media is doing their part to help instill fear into the public about these now rising COVID numbers. So while the government sorts who willingly keep pushing the newest jab know the truth, they do so with the added bonus being that said hype helps to keep business and mega-profits going, not only for big pharma, but for those in the know who invested in certain pharmaceutical company stock. And when you add into the mix the scientific double talk that involves yet another virus mutation, this one known as F4 5, 6i, a mutation which seems to help certain variants spread more easily, know the push for vaccine after vaccine, for booster after booster, will not let up anytime soon. And as most of you know, I am not a conspiracy sort, never have been, never will be, but certain things simply do not add up either medically or common sense-wise. So here, let's start with this question. With this new EG5 variant now rearing its head, where do we stand in regards to actual illness-producing effects? Well, according to the CDC and WHO, there appears to be no real increase in disease severity from this new variant as symptoms are basically the same as they've been for the past year meaning the virus manifests itself with flu-like symptoms as in cough headache muscle ache runny nose and fatigue which is you know also known as the common cold on steroids and the second question is Why, if these same folks say that the new vaccine soon coming to market will offer protection against the above stated EG5, aka URIS variant, or at least lower the severity of illness if one does become infected, why are they now sounding the alarm that there's still a chance that said vaccines might not be as effective against the FL151, the Formax variant, or affected at all against the lurking in the wings BA2.86 variant why since all the vaccine craigs all of them are of the original omicron XBB variant and especially when all the new vaccines are also monovalent XBB 1.5 composition
0: well i don't know i mean i think that's a valid question i think Also, a valid question would be, what is underlying all of this? Because this seems like what we went through about three years ago. There's all these different variants. There's going to be all these different vaccines, all these different boosters, all these different things that you have to do. Mask up, stay indoors, don't go to school, don't go to funerals. But jab, 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 jab. I mean, that's what this is all about. So what is the underlying reasoning, do you think, is behind all of this?
1: Well, you know, there is really a sole excuse that they are using to justify all of this and that is that viruses can and do tend to evolve between the time when recommendations to get rejabbed and reboosted are issued as opposed to when a said vaccine is actually being produced. But this leads me to, if not believe, at least consider the possibility that just maybe both our government and Big Farmer wants us to become solely dependent on them to keep us alive and somewhat healthy, as they seem to be creating a population that becomes vaccine-dependent drug addicts of sorts, whose very lives rest in the hands of our government, a government who seems to always use medical scare tactics around election time. And why am I adding the election time factor into the mix? Because how convenient is it That while both health and government officials know how easily viruses can mutate, the FDA does not, quote, see a need to change up the COVID vaccine recipe or revisit the newest soon to be on the market composition of the vaccine until the first half of 2024, meaning just as the election cycle switches into high gear so knowing all that i stated the question then becomes who will and who will not comply with this newest covid madness i know i will not will you
0: nope, nope. if you're asking me nope mhm you know i mean we can we can pretty much set the clock right now okay mm-hmm. this this round of idiocy will Kind of fade away by December January of 2024. December 2024, January 2025. But there'll be another whole new set of COVID marauders coming at us. In you know, two years down the road, and then two years every time there's an election, right. we're gonna we're gonna go through this. You and I discussed this on this show. You've written about it you know that this is to be expected in an election year right
1: and it's sad because it's one of the weapons the democrats are using to basically commit fraud or at least if you want it they are trying to manipulate election results
0: right i mean if you know irregularities
1: you know to to be more politically correct
0: well, yeah, I mean, you know, if they can scare people into not going to the polls, they can encourage the fraud-ridden vote-in, you know, a mail-in voting system. Right. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's pretty obvious. It worked for them three years ago. Why wouldn't they employ it again? There's no reason
1: for them not to because they know it works. And along with mail-in ballots, which we know need to be, you know, slowed down greatly, if not completely stopped, what people forget, the Constitution deals with elections in a limited area, but in the area that it does, it always says election day. In other words, the Constitution wanted one day per election not election week, not election month, not election vote from your home, vote from a phone booth, vote while you're out grocery <laughs> shopping. Election day. So we're not even following the Constitution anymore regarding voting. So what can you expect but fraud and irregularities?
0: Well, and this is, this is going to continue to happen. Now, let let me just ask you kind of the obvious question, Diane. After everything that they told us three years ago, pretty much turned out to be a load of BS. Right. And even Democrats, a lot of Democrat voters understand now that Mm -hmm. the entire COVID quote-unquote pandemic was really a scaredemic. Um, Right. How many people do you think are going to follow like sheep? And, and go get jabbed and rejabbed this time. I mean, a, as a percentage of those who did it three years ago, I mean, what do you think? 50% of them? 70%? No,
1: I think, I think a, lot, a lot more. You forget that um, when one college falls and then another and another and another, it goes down the line. I think they're going to start pulling this in all major colleges and universities. I also think the sheeple the masses who fell for it the first time will fall for it again not all but a great majority will because remember there's some who still believe oh yes i got covid yeah i got jabbed and boosted but the jab protected me from
0: getting as sick how do you know but that the numbers don't prove that how do you know it kept you from getting as sick right I mean, you're just taking somebody's word for it. Right. You you have no way
1: of knowing. The only way you know your level of immunity, let's say, for COVID and COVID-like diseases, if you have a high T cell count, you have a little bit better immunity protection against certain things, let's say, than someone else. Does it mean you won't get it? You might, I might still somehow get COVID, but it's not gonna be as severe even without the booster because I and people like me have already gone years. My husband worked with COVID patients on a daily basis. Right. Never got COVID, never got boosted, never got jabbed, came home, never gave it to me. I went out everywhere. I lived my life. I never got it. Logic then tells you we have good immunity.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, that that just seems to be common sense, right? Exactly. So here's what I'm hearing, and, and uh, I haven't asked you this, so I'm, I'm going to just throw it at you on the air and, and see if you've heard anything about it. A, they do have a vaccine that's ready to go, but B... They're also talking about a whole different vaccine that they're still trying to develop. Have you heard that, rumor? Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Okay. So, so then what happens if you take vaccine A, and then you take vaccine B, and then you get boosted with C, D, E, and F? I mean, all these all this unnatural stuff in your body can't be good for you. And what happens when it starts to fight against itself? That's going to be a
1: problem. You know, some people who do get vaccinated for anything, and I'm not specifically talking about COVID, how many times have you
0: heard people getting a flu shot and then they come down with the flu? My wife, that happens to her. Every single time she gets a flu shot, she comes down with the flu. And oddly enough, the only time she ever gets the flu is after having a flu shot.
1: Exactly. So there's going to become a generation that's going to be sensitive to the shot itself and actually come down with the disease that it's meant to protect against. The best immunity against anything you can have from a medical standpoint, I'm not talking about time-tested and proven true things like smallpox vaccine and, and that stuff. The best immunity is natural immunity. We need to be exposed to certain things in order to build up our immunity. If we're not exposed, if we're protected against every germ, bacteria, this and that, we're never going to build up natural immunity needed to protect not only us, but the general population.
0: You know, that's something I've been harping on for years, if not decades, you know mm-hmm. all these all these people running around with this hand sanitizer and and uh, Clorox wipes and you mm-hmm. know and they and they they won't touch a shopping cart until they wipe it down and and you know i mean when when you eliminate every germ from the vicinity around you the minute you come into actual contact with a germ you're going to catch whatever that germ is giving because exactly. you have no natural immunity to anything at that point now exactly let me just tell people before i forget folks you want to get diane's article scheduling covid you can grab it at her blog thepatriotfactor.blogspot.com or you can go to rspradio1.com there's a lot in this particular op-ed that you need to know there are numbers you know names of these COVID variants, you're going to be hearing these uh, bandied about in the mainstream media. Uh, You you know, you're going to have, uh, maybe your business is going to tell you, well, you got to have uh, a vaccine for such and such. Or maybe uh, your kid's school or your university, they're going to tell you these things. So know know what you're looking at and grab this op-ed at either of those two places, the PatriotFactor.blogspot.com or rspradio1.com, and hang on to it because you're going to need to refer back to this as we get closer and closer to the election because that's when they're really going to ramp up the pressure. Here's the other thing that I wanted to bring up. We're finding out now that the N95 masks actually contain a plastic element to them That can be carcinogenic. Now these are these are the masks that they're telling everybody. These are the ones that work. These are the ones you need. Now we're finding out they can actually give you cancer. There is that possibility. However, the paper masks that don't work at all are perfectly safe.
1: But they don't work.
0: That's why. By the way, that's not uh,
1: that's for certain N95s. It depends on where they're manufactured. That's not all N95 masks, by the way.
0: I I don't know where where the manufacturing problem comes in, but if your N95 mask says made in China, don't use it.
1: I was just going to say that. It's (laughs) not all the masks. Um, N95 masks are a perfect protection against something like the flu, but what people forget over and over and over is half a billion covids can fit on the head of a pin, or a right. hundred. I think it's a hundred million covids can fit on the size of a half a pinhead. They can get through the fabrics of masks. Masks are not really a protection. What it does more than anything is maybe if someone is sneezing, it keeps the sneeze more contained. Uh, COVID is smaller than, let's say, uh, an influenza virus. So certain protections, yeah, they seem like they're good. You're putting a barrier, but they're not really.
0: Well, no, and here's the other thing you got to remember. There are far too many people out there who wear those silly masks Almost 24-7. They practically sleep in them. You know? How about now, the
1: ones that are driving alone in a car and they
0: have masks and gloves and, on? And they're masked up. You know, people that right. work from home wearing a mask on a Zoom call. Right. You know. Now, here's the thing, and common sense will tell you this. If there is something wrong with a particular N95 mask you have, the longer you wear it, the worse it's going to be for you. Right. Right yeah you know, uh never mind that you're breathing in your own exhaust fumes, yeah, and that's what people
1: forget. you know we our bodies are designed to breathe in oxygen and give out carbon dioxide, which is a waste product and here it is you have a mass, these tightly woven things you're breathing out the carbon dioxide, but it's not escaping it 's going back into your body, right, so now- you're breathing back in. The waste material you're supposed to be breathing out.
0: Not that Diane would know anything about this, but for somebody like me with a full beard and mustache, I don't care what mask you use, it won't seal. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's true. It, it's absolutely pointless. Yes. Um, it just is. Folks, go to Diane's blog, thepatriotfactor.blogspot.com or rspradio1.com. Grab her op-ed this week, Scheduling COVID, and mark your calendars for two years from now because it'll be back. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and hang on to it. Hang on to the op-ed because, like I said, you need to know what's coming down the pike and all the the different names and numbers and facts and figures. They're in this op-ed, so this is going to be one of those things that helps you out down the road so you can tell people they're full of you-know-what. Yes. (laughs) All right, so we've made it to the top of the hour. That means we do need to take a top-of-the-hour break. One segment to go, and when we come back, I'm talking about Recruit Woke, Go Broke. Stay with us. There's plenty more
1: And join us both on Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. EST at RSPRadio1.com.
0: You're listening to Right Side Patriots Radio, the best in conservative commentary, news and talk where we do away with the politically correct nonsense, and give you the politically direct truth. This is the home of Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern with Craig Andreessen and Diane Sori. We're working to make this country great again from the right and leaving puddles of melted snowflakes on the left. Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots, your best bet. On the Internet.
1: You're listening to rspradio 1.com.
0: Welcome back to Right Side Patriots on RSP Radio 1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot. Diane Sorey at the Patriot Factor. If you miss any part of tonight's show, go to RSPRadio1.com in the morning, click the podcast button, and this show and all the rest will be there at your disposal. Yes. Most i got to tell you, just a little aside, during the breaks I have not been able to get Diane to quit talking about Husker football.
1: Oh, my
0: God. What, are you pulling a Trump here? Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, I mean, that's all she wants to do. She wants to talk about about Husker football. Ah, uh, sure. I things I have to deal with. <laughs> okay, so there are all these reports that are coming out that military recruiting is down. Um. They're having trouble. They're having trouble getting people to sign up to be a part of the United States military. And lo and behold, the military and the government just can't figure out why. Mm -hmm. Turns out if you recruit woke, you go broke. Right. So according to the woke geniuses over at the pointy building with five corners, military recruits just aren't smart enough to join our armed forces because... They uh, are having a tough time adding, subtracting, multiplying, and dividing. The Pentagon, that's the building with one more corner than any standard building, uh, for the benefit of future military recruits, that is, they say that in order to assist potential future military personnel in passing the Armed Services Vocational Aptitude Battery, or ASVAB test, they will, in the near future, be allowed to use a calculator. Hmm. According to somebody with a pointy head in the five-cornered building, quote, The department is carefully considering the use of calculators for the ASVAB. We are taking a systematic approach, which will assess the impact of calculator use, And are developing a way forward for the calculator inclusion based on best practices in test development and psychometric theory. While Space Force and the Marines are expected to hit their recruiting goals this year for the second year in a row, the Army, the Navy, the Air Force. They're all expected to come up short on their numbers. Not that anybody in today's U.S. military seems to have much of an idea just how short because they can't do math. The military is blaming that test as one of the factors in the dwindling numbers of recruits. While COVID-19 is also getting some of the blame, frankly, Diane, I'm surprised that they're not blaming climate change a lack of available abortion mills in red states, and the rock and pneumonia and the boogie-woogie flu.
1: Well, you know, you might as well start with some examples by using, you know, the Army. But some of the things that they're offering, you know, do they ever think that maybe that, that in itself is the reason why <laughs> young men and women don't want
0: to join up? Yeah, you kind of want to pop your head with your palm in your hand and go, I could have had a V-8. Mm-hmm. The U.S. Army last year launched the Future Soldier Preparatory Course. Yippee. And just what exactly in the hell is the Future Soldier Preparatory Course? Well, it's a course that gives applicants who failed to meet aptitude or body fat standards 90 days to come into compliance with Army standards so they can then be shipped out to basic training. And just who exactly are the potential recruits signing up for this course? Well, I suppose they are the couch potatoes who have spent the better part of the last 10 years Playing video games at least 12 hours a day while eating Doritos and attending government run indoctrination centers. We're talking about young men and young women who struggle to open a Doritos bag and have absolutely no clue how many corners each chip has. Here's a hint each chip has two fewer corners than the aforementioned pointy building. (laughs) Here's an idea. Rather than lowering the standards by allowing calculators, how about actually teaching math in our public schools or our public indoctrination centers? It seems to me that were kids actually getting an education in math, science, reading, and maybe computer technology, maybe, just maybe, they'd have better scores on military aptitude tests. As things stand right now, kids getting out of high school are about as sharp as a bag of doorknobs. Sure, they're woke enough to fit in to today's U.S. military, but they have no ability to do even the most basic of mathematical things. They've spent years being told that 2 plus 2 equals whatever they want it to equal, and there are no wrong answers. But by applying that common core math in a theater of war, see what happens. Diane, let's just say that a company in the artillery has to fire on an enemy encampment that they can't see from their position. Using the skill that they have learned in public schools over the years, it'd be damn lucky if they didn't shoot off their own asmaths. Well, you know, part
1: of it, we have to understand our youth, their scores are going down and down and down in basic skills, and yet nobody is willing to take the blame that it's the way we're teaching that's causing this to happen. Kids' minds are a blank slate, but you fill it with enough woke crap, there's not enough room in a child's brain for the things that really matter.
0: Well, that's right, and here's something else you have to consider. The highest possible score on standard math and reading tests in the U.S. is 500. But right now, 13-year-olds are showing a four-point decline in reading scores from 260 in 2020 to 256 in 2023, and math students had a nine-point decline from 280 to 271. Now, that means that not only can future military prospects not do basic math, they probably can't even read the instruction manual so as to figure out which end of the gun to point at the enemy. Mm -hmm. But there is some good news. More and more kids are pretending to be the gender they're not. And while they do get their fragile feelings hurt of some GI with nuts attached to his privates, is told that he has to use the men's latrine. Now, I'm willing to bet that if we teach kids to read for themselves, we won't need to bring drag queens to read to them. All of our enemies need to do now is uh, to defeat, or I should say to defeat the once most feared fighting force on Earth is misgender a battalion of woke ninnies. And while they may not surrender, they'll be pitching a hissy fit while China invades Oregon and starts working their way down the West Coast. Not that we'd really be losing much of anything worthwhile in that scenario. Army Secretary Christine Wormuth doesn't think our military is woke. She says, and I quote, We are a ready army, not a woke army. That's something, frankly, the chief, Army Chief of Staff, General James McCorville, and I said throughout posture this season in hearings, in meetings with members of Congress, unquote. I beg to differ, Diane. I think that uh, maybe Space Force would be where potential recruits might want to serve because it's on the cutting end of technology where our military is concerned, but sadly, even... Space Force is going woke, and I've got a video in uh, the blog embedded in the blog to prove that point.
1: Well, don't you think there could be another reason? You know, this LGBTQ, XYZ nonsense, this woke nonsense has been shoved down our throats now ad nauseum. And really, folks, you got to think about it. Where did it all start with? Forty-four.
0: Yep, it sure And is. it
1: has not let up since then. Don't you think that some people are just tired of it? Even ones that would love to serve our country, they don't want to get involved in this nonsense.
0: And, and you can't blame them. Look, that no. first video has comments from Lieutenant General Deanna Burt of Space Force. And it sounds like they're coming from a standpoint of readiness or from the Woke Handbook, but they're not. Could it just be that potential recruits don't want to serve in a branch that puts that much stock in squishy feelings and demands that all who serve in their branch of the military be more concerned with the LGBTQ feelings than with defeating our enemies? And what about the Army? It's not doing any better. I've got a video in the blog to show that. What about the Navy? Uh, Or how of things aboard the USS Drag Queen? Got another (laughs) video for that. And then there's the Army Secretary Woke Military Critics video that you really have to see, and I've got that also in the blog at thenationalpatriot.com. There's something very important that I believe needs to be brought up here. And it's something that gets left out of most conversations. Do you notice that according to those pointy-headed people from the building with one too many sides are blaming people's response to our military going woke and none are blaming the fact that our military has gone woke for the lack of recruits? It's not the problem that they're blaming. It's people's response to the problem that they're having a tough time with. It's kind of like saying that inflation really isn't the problem. It's people complaining about inflation that's the problem. In other words, shut up and take it like a good little indoctrinated plebe and everything will be just fine. It's not the people using the guns in Chicago that are the problem. It's the guns and the people complaining about skyrocketing violent crime. There's where your problem is. Shut up, plebes. Property theft from retail stores on a massive scale isn't the problem. It's people who would like to get out of Walgreens alive and say they're afraid to go shopping that are the, the root of the problem. Sit down. Shut up. And by the way, have you ever noticed that the mobs of criminals ransacking retail stores never fill their garbage bags with either work boots or condoms? it's not illegal aliens pouring across our southern border engaged in human and drug trafficking that's the problem it's people american citizens complaining about drug and human trafficking and illegal aliens that's the real problem sit down and shut the hell up plebes. now Since Joe Biden crawled out of his basement and started drooling in the Oval Office, our U.S. military, according to General Mark Milley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, has spent better than, get this, 6 million man-hours on diversity, equity, and inclusion training for military personnel. That's woke training for those still contemplating the number of sides a five-sided building has. Contrast that with what Army Secretary Christine Wormuth said to reporters just a few months ago. Quote, we are a ready army, not a woke army. What I'm trying to talk about now is how that drip, drip, drip of criticism about a woke military is having some counterproductive effects on recruiting, unquote. Well, begging Wormuth's pardon, but a not woke army does not spend better than 6 million man-hours and millions of dollars on woke training. A woke army does that. So what exactly is the job of our military? Well, its job is to kill people, break things, and defend our nation against our enemies. Quite frankly, those do not sound like the activities that a military that has invested better than 6 million man-hours on woke training would engage in. Diana woke military certainly would not bully anyone. A woke military certainly would not be threatening to our enemies. And a woke military would never shoot at anyone that might be trying to kill us or our allies around the world. At least not until each member of our army or our enemy's military had their chosen pronouns recognized and respected. Well... You have a very, um, interesting solution
1: to what would happen. And, uh, when I look at the picture, it makes me laugh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, I've got, I've got plenty of videos embedded in this thing. And I've got one here that is the, the Navy's drag queen spokesman, an active member of our U S Navy. You've got to see that. Okay. Um, All China would have to do is send over a few thousand of their army men wearing dresses, and our military would defend their right to invade our country. All right? I mean, it sounds bad, but that's the woke solution. Okay? Now, I'm telling you right now, if Maxwell Klinger was in today's U.S. military, he wouldn't be bucking for a Section 8 discharge. He'd be bucking for a promotion. Have you seen one of our admirals lately? Oh, dear God. (laughs) Now, here's a bit of advice for our squishy military leaders. If Bud Light can't sell beer with a mentally ill trans twerp, you probably can't recruit with a guy who took that village people song a little too seriously. Finally... It's not the criticism of the woke military that has recruiting, tanking, and our military in trouble. It's the reality of it. And that is the bottom line. Let's just say that is
1: definitely the bottom line, because the military going woke was not... By their choice per se, it was something they were ordered to do. And the orders started with forty-four and trickled it all you know down. As soon as that admiral said they were trans and started dressing like a woman while keeping all the parts intact but pretending to be a woman, that should have raised a red flag. I'm sorry, but that person should have been removed from their position.
0: Or so the at least person who or, or at least an
1: admiral was a man became the admiral. Right. You've got our military has to be the strongest part of our country. Without a strong military, we wouldn't be a strong country. So you're taking a military that was well respected on the world stage, the number one superpower, and you've made it a laughing stock.
0: Well, you know, I mean this is why down towards the end of the article I included a picture of Admiral Levine and Max Klinger from MASH. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. I mean this this is what we have been reduced to in our military. You yes. know? Now, is, is it the average member of the military? That's, no. That's, no. But they're trying to weed out the ones that won't go woke so that all they have is woke. The problem is they can't find enough woke idiots to join the military, and the ones that aren't woke won't join because they don't want to have to deal with that. Well, would you really want the United States military comprised of as you call them woke idiots? I wouldn't. No, of course not. I want people that are going to get the job done. I want people that that aren't going to, you know, have their fragile feelings bruised every time a drill sergeant yells at them. Right. You know, I want people that that understand what the job of the military is. Defend our nation, kill people and break things. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean that's, you know, and and now, like I said, the Marines, they're doing okay. Their recruiting is okay. And Space Force right. right now is okay, but they're trying to make Space Force woke, so that recruiting is going to go downhill, too.
1: Right. I think the Marines are standing strong or as strong as they can against this nonsense, but eventually it's going to infect even
0: them. Right. If if you want to solve the recruiting problem and and strengthen our military, and make our military feared and respected around the world once again, you got to drop this woke crap. You got to drop the equity crap, the CRT crap. Mm-hmm. You, you've got to drop the trans crap. Why in the world are we having drag queen story hour sponsored by the U.S. military on U.S. military bases? The that hell is. That is an insult to every American
1: that has worn our nation's uniform, every member who has made the ultimate sacrifice to keep us all safe and free at home, to every veteran. These people who were in the military were brave people with love of country who put their country and we, the people, before themselves, now we become a military with, oh, what color
0: lipstick are you wearing today? I mean, it's... And, and what do you identify it's as? It's a joke. You know, it used to be you asked somebody in the military what they identify as, and they tell you, a, you know, a GI or a Marine or right. a sailor or, you know, a pilot or Air a mechanic. Man, yeah. yeah, you know. Um, You know, now, you know, what do you identify as, you know, how many jars of mayonnaise do we have in the military? That's your favorite gender. I mean, there are 140 some odd genders from which to choose, you know. Guess what? Well, what do you do with that in the military? The
1: military should be smart enough to know there are two genders, male or female. Until you can change one's DNA, which will probably never happen, you are as you were born. Pretend to be whatever you want, but don't expect us to play along with your pretending.
0: Well, I mean, what is the Army going to do? They're going to go for a different tagline? Uh, they're going to move away from be all you can be to be all you never were? <laughs> What are they going to do with this stuff? I mean... That's a good one. You know? That's a good one.
1: That's one of my reasons among many why I think a president of the United States should have military experience. Because they know what it's really like to serve the country, no matter what branch they're in. They know what's involved in defending our country. And if they've seen the horrors of war, all the better for them being commander in chief. You, you need someone who understands the mindset of true military in order to stop this woke nonsense.
0: It, it's all got to come to an end. And unfortunately, you know, right now, it's the people at the top echelon of the military that are pushing it. So. You want to get rid of this crap? Get rid of them. Yeah. You know, that's, that's where you start. You get rid of them, you fire them, move them out, and you move some other people up the line that have no use for this stuff and get our military back on track. I the guess... Is, oh, go ahead. The, the problem is we had a chance to
1: do that, but at the time we had a president who picked all the wrong people.
0: Right. And, I mean, you know, Mark Milley is one of them. I've always called him General Milley Vanelli. And the one you know. that I
1: can't stand, um, y- you know who I mean, Craig, the Admiral.
0: Yeah, Levine.
1: Le- yeah, no, 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 the other guy.
0: Oh, oh, okay, I know who you're talking
1: about. Yeah, yeah I just can't think of the name right now.
0: You know, I mean, you, you want to get the military back on track. You want to get recruiting numbers up. You know, knock it off with the woke crap, and I'll bet you the military comes back.
1: I think it will.
0: You know, and quit quit kicking people out of the military because they won't get a silly COVID jab. I
1: know. That is the
0: most ridiculous
1: thing. They're putting their lives on the line, going into filthy, dirty countries, this, that, and the other thing, and you're worried about, oh, well, they don't have their COVID shot. Where the hell is the mindset nowadays?
0: Well I can it's tell you. It's very frustrating. You know, when when you got people in the upper echelon of your military that wear their asses like a hat. That that pretty much tells you Yeah what's what's going on. Folks, you can get the commentary. Recruit woke go broke, two different places you can pick it up at thenationalpatriot.com or rspradio1.com. Either place you get it, I invite you to share the link everywhere. Let people know what the real problem is here. I've got I don't know what, four or five videos in in uh, mm-hmm. you know, embedded yeah. in this commentary. Videos. You mm-hmm. need to you need to understand where this nonsense is coming from. And you need to see what they're pushing as, you know, the, the new 21st century U.S. military. Um, you know, I've got a couple of videos in here where Matt Gates out of Florida is questioning some of our top military brass about this woke <laughs> nonsense. And he is running circles around them in these videos. Running circles. Yeah, yeah
1: it's, it's, you know, it used to be, If you join the military, you get to see the world. Now, if you join our military, you get to go to drag queen story hour.
0: Yeah, I mean, what what could possibly go wrong, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, and this this is this is actually, in my opinion, a crime being perpetrated on the military by their own leaders.
0: It it is, and. and it's affecting national security. Uh, greatly. I mean, let's just be honest. It's having an ill effect on national security. All yes. right. So, folks, grab Diane's op-ed today, uh, Scheduling COVID, at thepatriotfactor.blogspot.com or rspradio1.com. Go to my blog, thenationalpatriot.com, and pick up Recruit Woke Go Broke. Share those links everywhere you can with that diane we've pretty much run out of time for the show tonight okay and with that folks i will say nighty night see you on friday have a great rest of the week folks we'll catch up with you on friday bye-bye